in a week where we're all learning to adapt and where the focus is on keeping our distance. This week's episode is an in-house chat recorded by the boys. The sound is slightly off, but do stick with it, if only to hear about Ian's introduction to nappy changing. Hi and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Each week we bring you the Dewing Grain market report, giving you up-to-date information and insider advice, followed by Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues while sampling a beer, Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's market report. Welcome to the market report. What follows is my thoughts or gut instincts of what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Market report for week commencing the 23rd of March 2020. Slightly different this week. One, the girls have been banished because um, we don't want to give them the lurgy. We're sitting not quite two metres apart and we're having to share microphones. So sharing my microphone is Ben. Hello. And sharing my microphone is Joe. Hello. Right, we can all join in with the market report this week. We're all feeling a little bit strange, aren't we, let's face it. Really, really odd. I think the story for me has been currency. It has been roller coaster, mm. no holds barred. I mean, as we sit here now, the Bank of England have just done a huge stimulus package, slashed interest rates to 0.1%. I really regret locking in my mortgage last month. <laughs> I regret that. And, yeah, buying bonds. But sterling's recovered, but blimey, where do we go from here, Ian? That drop, I mean, to look at <coughs> sterling dollar at lows since 1985 is phenomenal. That's huge. We're still a bit shell-shocked about it, aren't we? It's, um, I'll just pick you on one point. It hasn't just been currency. I mean, you look at crude oil. Crude oil's tanked three consecutive weeks. I mean, it did 20% yesterday. $22 a barrel low. Pretty ugly out there, isn't it? I mean, we, we are slightly... It's, 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 it's really it's <laughs> bumpy and it's it's volatile but I mean if bumpy. you if, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but, if, but if you consider it I know I've been banging this one on but if you consider it against other industries in other sectors we're quite relieved actually yeah. but your gigolo business is struggling a bit I think isn't it <laughs> <laughs> and over to Joe, Come on, Joe I wouldn't know what to do with it anymore Andrew it's been a while actually oh. we'll come on to that in a moment let's talk about the market Ian first. does look rather shell shocked <laughs> in the last couple of weeks anyway yeah, I just just been such a sort of where do we sort of trace back to? What can you, you try and think of something that's happened? If it's a a war or some other financial sort of situation, we are in the overused word of precedent. You know, where do we go? You, you, you try and measure something. You look at look at a chart or something like that, and it's just, it just feels like sort of a pointless exercise. But you have to go back to um, our fundamentals and try and use those as some sort of guidance. But even then, it just... Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think you can look at charts, actually, because these are completely, like, unprecedented. It's panic. Like, there is panic. Well, the London futures have gone £5 up a day. You know, the margin calls for guys like us who had futures sold, we've had to bail mm. on those and find other, other areas to hedge with. It, it's been blood on the carpet. Yeah. But I think that's been... You know, we're a smaller merchant... Um, yeah, but but we, use, we use futures. It's, we you know, use it's futures. Well being, yeah. you know, dicky, we yeah. use futures. But at moments like these, it either gives you a yeah. fantastic reward or it kicks you yeah. full yeah. and squarely in the place you don't want to be kicked. Mm. First things first, I'm going to do market value. Yeah. So at this point in time, feed wheat 
X Farm for April is now 155, maybe more than that. I don't really know. It's gone all over the place. There's very many bids physically in the market. The future says it's worth 155. 155 is a price we did not expect to be paying. It's 10 quid up from where we were a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, in a state of shock over that. We didn't call it. We got the market wrong. My mistake was I thought sterling wouldn't collapse amongst every other currency which has the same problem. So it has collapsed and that's what's done the damage in terms of, or not the damage, it's what has pushed the price up. Ben's got his hand up. Yeah, just coming back on your, I didn't think sterling would collapse. And I've been saying this in the office. I think Europe and America haven't worked out how bad it is. We have been very open and honest in the UK. Daily press conference, head of the chief medical officer, Bojo and whoever else, saying, right, here's where we're at. Europe haven't been as aggressive as doing that, and the States, I'm sorry, I don't think Donald Trump... So I think the hit on those currencies is still to come. Well, it was only last week, wasn't it, that Donald referred to uh, coronavirus as fake news, wasn't it? <laughs> so out there was a tweet, but then I just deleted that. I but like he's... the bit where he was asked, will you stop calling it the China virus? Yeah. And he went, it comes from China. <laughs> China. China virus. <laughs> Lovely. Back to market values. Mm. We'll come and have a little chat in a minute, right? Feed barley hasn't really moved. There's some boats to be filled. So if you've got any feed barley left, I don't know, 24x, 25x, something like that. It's pretty dead in the water. Let's go on to the value of old crop oilseed rape. I mean, this is going to be a completely different value by the time this is uh, broadcast on Monday morning. But let's say today we're back, well, we're under 300, just... I mean, we we did go down to two ninety, so it's had a bit of a recovery. That's yeah, but energy <coughs> markets. Where how do you try and read an energy market at the moment? I appreciate rapeseed's got the is the veg oil sector, and that is still very tight. There's a lot of global issues there, but you know, how do we quantify quite what the demand issues are now? Oil corn went to the point of yeah. no return, which is all oil related. So yeah, I think it's, it's a horrible place. It could <coughs> bounce significantly. It could get worse. Yeah, so we have a market that's effectively shocked us all. There's some fabulous prices out there. Farmers are not engaging, not really. We've got a few of the bigger guys are doing a few deals on um, both new and old crop, mm. which is great. These, these are good prices. Goodness knows whether it's the right moment or not, but it ticks their box and off they go. So just pick it on the wheat market comment. One of the things that, where this is a false hope and a false storm, is the things that we're thinking at the moment is that fund money is being pumped into ags, particularly wheat, isn't it? I mean, it's gone up 29 cents. Yeah, it's happening that all of a sudden there's interest in that. And you kind of think, well, if you've, you're a big fund and you've been given a pumping <coughs> on the stock markets, you've liquidated all your positions, you've got your cash out, what do you buy? You're not going to buy corn because it's ethanol and energy-related beans, probably the same. Wheat, you'd like to think, even though fundamentally there's no particularly bullish weather markets out there, maybe that's a safe haven. Aeroplanes the new gold, you? the new gold. Aeroplanes, there's lots of them. Hmm? Seven one, <laughs> airport, all stacked up, all brand new aeroplanes. Not yeah. an aeroplane, anyone. Come to North, there's a sale on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we're going to move on to something, just something really cheerful. What about new crop rape? Oh, new crop rape. Similar sort of value. Okay. Not a lot in it, yeah. But it's got yeah. more time, it's got more time than the old crop. So yeah, more time to run it, yeah. Relish that. Yeah. And the crop itself. Is okay, isn't it? It kind of looks a bit. Thin. I don't know. It's. I listened to your comments on last week's podcast, and you were saying that it's grown a bit and it's covered some of the empty patch in the field. And I agree. It, I, I don't mean cover that in a good way. Is you just can't see them and have on the road. Yeah. So have lots of side branches, and, and we won't be there. Fingers crossed. Yeah. 
No, new crop, new crop grain. Where are the futures? One hundred seventy-seven. One hundred sixty-five for Nov. Sixty-three. Sixty-three. Yeah, but it went up to seventy-two at one point during the day today. Yeah. So, so sixty-three. Brilliant price. But I don't know. It's up to you. You guys need are out there ignoring the market quite happily. You must know something we don't. If the currency is going to continue to go down in value, then yeah, sit with it if you know that. But I don't know what we're waiting for or what we want. But these are good prices for farmers. Yeah, great. Thank you for listening. Please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours. Wealth management company Bruin Dolphin has been helping families for many years to accumulate, grow and protect their money to cope with a changing financial climate. Their services range from bespoke investment solutions to retirement planning and tax-efficient investing across their 32 offices. In East Anglia, they have offices in Norwich, Ipswich and Cambridge. If you would like to know more, call Aidan Watts on 01603 733 300 or look online for Bruin Dolphin. Capital at risk. Tax treatment depends on individual circumstances and can change. Bruin Dolphin is authorised and regulated by the FCA. And now it's time for Farm Chat. Let's talk about Ian's baby. We're all modern men, aren't we? Come on, Ian. Be all emotional. Donald Coy. You've known me long enough that I'm Sorry, this, really... Sorry, this, this is Tiggy. But I'm not really yeah, that. Draw him out on that. An emotional person, am I really? Yes. If someone doesn't buy their round, you've got to give them that look. That's a bit <laughs> so like, everyone else bought around, you haven't look in your face. Is that? Yeah. Well, no. Everyone else is he emotional? When he's just been to the toilet, he's quite emotional then. Yeah. <laughs> if someone doesn't come back from MMS with a bacon and cheese turnover. Yeah, when someone, throwing my toys out the pram someone then, eats yeah. the last chocolate biscuit. Yeah, never true. a good moment. True. Yeah. But no, I was, people said to me I was going to blub, and yeah, didn't, I was kind of waiting for the moment. It didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. What's the baby called, Ian? It's called Tiggy. Tiggy? It, she, yeah. Okay, yes, she is called Tiggy. She, sure. yeah. And how many tonnes did she weigh? What was her yield? <laughs> <laughs> She's quite a dinky little thing, um, <coughs> unlike myself. Yeah. I'm not sure what I was born at, but six. Ten. Lovely, it's a nice, lovely weight. Any yeah. particular traits like staying up all night and um, sleeping during the day? Yeah, it's not a bad little sleep. I mean, she has moments in the uh, early in the morning, late evening. I've become an expert nappy please changer. Tell, please tell me she's got the mother's looks and brains. No, I think <laughs> she's probably got more of my looks. Hopefully my brains as well. How many nappies now you're an expert nappy changer have you actually changed? Um, that's my job for this weekend, to go on a nappy changing course. So you're a bit of a politician there. I asked you a direct question and you went, that's my job this weekend to go on a course. Yeah, well, I haven't yet lost my wings. I'm still um, got my first one. Well, when we when were in the ward, we were in the ward for a little, for a little, uh, a little while and uh, Izzy went to, uh, uh, disappeared and I was left there and I could tell there was a pretty savage smell going on. So I thought, right, Izzy's is away. Is it me? I'll, uh, yeah, is it me? Oh. I'll check that no, one first. No. <laughs> but then, uh, so I then thought, right, I'll take the ball by the horn. I'll open the nappy, try and get it sorted. And I did that whole, like, pick the legs up and, you know, pull yeah. them back. Good. And I dropped them. What, dropped the legs? Yeah. And she kicked, probably mm. shouldn't use the word that I'm about to use, but she pretty much kicked it everywhere, went all up her legs, all up her back. So that kind of scarred me. That was my... Um, my first it moment. So. You, it's just no, d- yeah, it's just... 
Doesn't this sort of bring you back to your good old rugby days as well? Dropping stuff and picking up the shit afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> I never dropped it, Jay. Yeah. Immaculate. Never moving at pace trying to catch, was it? He always put it in. Running and catching it at four. So there's the baby. You haven't done the nappy yet at all. No, this and weekend. Are you going to make the foolish mistake of making a really big fanfare about it when you actually do one? I got a bit of pressure yesterday because you did tell me there would come a point that I have to do a nappy. Yeah, I'm good at feeding. I'm good at most other things. It's just uh, your nappies haven't got my head around yet. Yeah, you're probably best to do that. Otherwise, you'll be held to ransom. So you got to sort of be able to. You'll lose your chips. Otherwise, you, you've got to get it under your belt and get well perfected. Otherwise, you'll be um, blackmailed. Well, there's just some wise advice from an old boy here. Is if you do get any points, take them while they're there. Don't add up lots of points and wait for a reward because it's just the same. Get a reward for doing a feed and then look for the, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very wise piece of work. I'd mentally prep myself for that one already. (laughs) (laughs) How many female listeners do you think we have? Hannah listeners, maybe, yeah, wouldn't you? I think we've got a couple. Well, we've got the two that do the podcast for us. Yeah, they have to listen. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) they don't have a choice. (laughs) So have you sung Tiggy any little songs, Ian? No, not yet. Okay. I think the worst uh, thing for me is, uh, oh, it's lovely having a little girl, but I'm definitely going to get my comeuppance with uh, a few of my mates who I've been slaughtering over the years. 100%. Joe's just, <laughs> Joe's just laughing. Yeah, you've yeah. come out with some blinders over the I years. Have, yeah. That's known as karma. <laughs> we all believe in karma. I know it's come round, but it's getting that way anyway. So, and Izzy's okay. Izzy's like, you know... Yeah, she's good, yeah, room. yeah. She's home, she's going uh, stir crazy at the moment with everything going on. When you come home, does she go, oh, yeah, here's your tea. She did say the other day, she said, I never thought I'd enjoy having you around so much. I thought that was a bit of a one-sided compliment, wasn't it? She's now hopefully getting a bit of sleep. Are you working that way for her? Yeah, sort of. Planning her sleep and sleep when the baby sleeps and all that sort of stuff. It is pretty, it is tough, I've got to say. You have to say that, you know, in the end you you are not helpless Mm. when it comes to the the parenting bit, but Mm. the the mother's instinct is superior Mm. and this is not a we're ducking out jobs. You have to be grateful for their instinct and their authority. You know, you have to do what they want you to do, don't you? Oh, I wouldn't go quite that far. No, you did. (laughs) (laughs) For a period of time, you did. In my opinion. No, I think I've actually, she would probably, if she was on here now, maybe pay me a compliment, because I don't think I've been too bad. What would that compliment be? I've been making evening meals, me feeding, doing a few things. I did have the very embarrassing moment, now Joe will probably quite like this, but after the baby's born, they do that latch and you try and get the baby onto the breast and do that, which, you know, happened. And uh, it was just great, started having the first feed. And then the... um, the midwives were like, oh, let's just give you know the baby to daddy. So there's me sitting in the corner, away from the business end, obviously, because that would have scarred me for life. And uh, so I sit in the corner, and the midwives passed and said, oh, you've got to do skin to skin, because it is good for you know connection and you know getting close with the baby. It's so really important. Your moves, then. Yeah, so I then put my, uh, undid my shirt, put the baby over, sort of like cradled, with its head sort of just you know, on my chest. She very quickly got herself down towards my nipple. <laughs> I thought, oh, things have got bad. <laughs> Tiggy must have thought she was meeting Chewbacca, did she? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, a 
other thing that today that I'll, we'll, we'll stop being <coughs> on Ian. I hope I hope that fulfills all of the needs of people who to know the details of Ian's lovely baby daughter, who will keep you posted on. But we we um, we cracked open some slow gin. David Hoyle's brought this in, and the recordings we did with him are going to come out in the next couple of weeks. So he decided, having got a bit of pressure from uh, from recent recordings where people were giving us free beer, he's got some homemade slow gin. And uh, it's a fabulous bottle I've been looking at all week. It's a bit like cough mixture, so we decided to share it round and, uh, and, and pour the whole bottle out between us before this recording started. So there is a bit <laughs> like... It's fabulous slow gin. I really like it, yeah. Can I just say, it's not quite nine in the morning. It's um, a little no. bit later, this one. So. <laughs> yeah, this is an just, awesome just, just for reassurance to our listeners. It is good slow gin. It's not too sweet. Uh, I think it's got a good balance. I think he's done well. Ian? No, I love it. I love a slow gin. I did have a very bad experience once with most of a bottle of a big bottle of slow gin. And, yeah. Well, having had as much as I've had out of that glass, I feel like having a, a bad experience with a big bottle of slow gin right now. Yeah, I think you're ready to go and trade the markets now, Andrew. <laughs> I think I've been trading it quite a lot today already. <laughs> we'll use the word ouch. However, still on the pitch. This has been a tough time in trading for you know grain merchants. Farmers aren't engaging, generally speaking. The industry is, thank goodness we're in agriculture. You know, there's a whole lot of industry that's going to go down the pan in this period. We're very conscious of that. We're very conscious of our role that we play with within the food sector. I hope that farmers don't go into a kind of self-congratulatory, thank a farmer type mentality right now. It's just the wrong moment mm. to come out with any crap like that, isn't it? So if we can yeah. urge any farmer who's listening now, if they hear anyone giving it a, we work so hard, mm. crap. You have nothing on the frontline NHS staff, yeah. so shut your mouths, get on with it, and be grateful yeah. you're not doing that. There, there are some farmers out <laughs> there that are, you know, are doing gate sales, nice spuds and things like that, which is great. I think that's a really good service to do, but it doesn't. I wouldn't sell too hard on it if that makes any sense. No, it's sort just of, it, it, it will go. It will do it, and gradually it will get very, the, very well accepted. The community accepted is going to need uh, you. Received. Yeah. The, the community is going to need you out there. That you know, you, this mm. is going to get worse. And you guys in villages, you know, in the middle of nowhere, there's old people. We need to put together little communities that help each other. You know, where I live, there's there's a little hamlet of houses, and most of the guys there are, believe it or not, older than me. And, you know, they're going to need me to go and do the grocery shop and they're going to need yeah. me to do stuff for them. And farmers are in a position where they may well be having to, I don't know, coordinate. Yeah, don't know where this goes at the moment. That's the, the, the unknowns. I mean, Norfolk, we are behind the curve. Sorry to bring it back to Corona again, but we are we are behind <coughs> the curve. It's the first and, time we mentioned Corona. Yeah. We haven't used the word until now. And, and we all know it's there. It's on, on the news every 55 milliseconds. Yeah. But it is the most horrendous pandemic that is definitely going to have a big effect. And Norfolk, yes, it, we didn't have a case until four days ago. And certain hospitals in, in London are, are now getting crammed full. And Norfolk and Norwich isn't at that place yet. In a week's time, they will be. Yeah, they will. Yeah, unfortunately. Whoever's listening to this, I sincerely hope that none of you catch it and none of us catch it. But hey, you know, Boris has told us that we'll lose some loved ones. So... I guess I'll save overheads for doing grain, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> I heard it goes after the gingers first. <laughs> I've heard gingers are immune, so... Uh... So, so moving on from the from our, our seriousness and our flippancy and drinking gin in the afternoon and thinking this is way better than trading, actually, let's, let's do this every day. Let's talk about all the things that us men have... Do you think it's a woman's conspiracy, actually, 
and all of the things like the pubs are closed, mm. all is cancelled, all of the things that lads like. Strip clubs are closed, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That's. <laughs> You switched to, are they? Are they? <laughs> Speechless. I love watching sport and I'm just sort of bit taken back because the Olympics is something that I always really look forward to. And yeah, there's obviously football is a massive thing that people have just completely, you know, that, that's obviously finished. Six Nations was never finished, isn't finished yet. They will were, ever finish. But possibly it might be a sort of foot and mouth desire, you know, scenario, September, October game. But the Olympics is something that we always sort of, you know, gather together and things like that. And, and that's just going to be, can't be put forward. Um, great shame, but I think it's going to just have to be uh, put back. Can't they just have, a, have an Olympics where who turns up? I mean, at least everyone would watch it. It'd be like, it'd be like Eagle Edwards type. <coughs> I tell you, it would be it would be a quite quite a quick way to get hold of a gold medal if um, most people didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got uh, we got Ian Webster on the fifteen hundred meters. He doesn't look too good in like. I did. You used to be a fifteen hundred meter specialist, actually. Well, how many how many uh, minutes did you do the fifteen hundred meters in? I can't even remember now. This is my late teens. Eight, actually, I was stronger than the 800 than the 15. Did you do both in the same sports day? Yeah, yeah. Did and you, a javelin, javelin throw. Did you win? Yeah, what did I, yeah. I was quite waif-like in those days. I was I tall, won. dark, handsome. In 1977, thing. before you were born, I won the 800 metres and 1500 metres, and I still hold the record for both at my school from that day. How about that? Blimey, how big was the field? No, the, the trick is to go to a rubbish state <laughs> where there's no real competition. But no one had tried before, so I thought I'd actually run instead of walk and have a fan. It's pretty cool, though. It's still, it it's still standing. Yeah. Hasn't your school been knocked down? What have we knocked down for? It's, it's, a, it's a monument. It's, a, it's like, you know, when Nelson was born, there's a flag. <laughs> it's like, you know, he was here. We discussed this a couple of weeks ago with, with Roger Jones. It is a, it's a monument to education. Or how to avoid it. <laughs> so, sports off. So what, what are we going to do? I did get talking about sports off. I did get quite a funny message. I'm sure loads of people have had it through WhatsApp. But it said, uh, day three without sports. Found a lady sitting on the couch next to me. Apparently she's my wife. She <laughs> seems nice. <laughs> um, so sports off. We're working sort of from home, sort of in. We've, we've split ourselves up in various sheds and offices around the site. We're going to fulfil our role as, as people within an industry that needs to supply food. Goodness knows, you know, when it really gets to lockdown, will we have soldiers on the streets? I think <clears> we will. I think we're probably a, a more liberal culture than a lot. If you take the Chinese and we've talked about <coughs> the office, if the state says jump, like, they jump, whereas we're far more relaxed about it. So I think it's going to be harder to control. Relaxed or indisciplined? Yeah, both. So, so will there be soldiers? The, the Chinese will, will there be soldiers on the streets? I say there will. Yeah, the Chinese were beating people up in the street. I say, months. I say no. I say there'll be soldiers helping out, delivering fuel, <coughs> food, whatever, oxygen. I get that. Soldiers on the streets, no. Do you say yes or no? I say no. I don't know how we'd be able to um, facilitate that with numbers. Agree with probably Ben. I think yeah, we'll probably have them fulfilling sort of other elements so put the frontline guys that actually can do the different you know the benefits to the the medical side so we can alleviate you know, people doing things that probably others can do i hope there are enough people to realize that sort of social pressures will actually be enough to put a point in the right direction and you won't have 
idiots, but basically. You, you have supermarkets, not so much in Norfolk. Norfolk's catching up with it, but largely supermarkets absolutely stripped. Yeah, it was... That's it, where, where's, where's social awareness in that one? Yeah, it was a hell of an experience yesterday going into Sainsbury's and seeing all of the vegetables. It's also quite an enlightening sort of thing. People don't like melons, which you'd have thought <laughs> would be something that everyone does like. I love good melons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we all love good melons, but we haven't bought one in this recent crisis. Orange is gone, cornflakes are gone, toilet roll. You know, paracetamol can't get paracetamol. Ah, uh, you, you got to be look round the corners. Uh, I went for a bit of lemsip. That's got lots of paracetamol in. I, th- I think we will end up with the indiscipline in society will mean there will, in certain places, in major cities, there will be police and there will be military backup. To wrap this up, it is strange times. We are living through an experience that uh, every trader who's in this industry in a few years' time that's here now will remember. There's no logic to some of the decisions. With the benefit of hindsight, there's a lot of experts saying, oh yeah, I knew that would happen. But the reality is major companies and small companies have not predicted the dramatic price hike in the UK whilst everything else was cacking out. Where we are in a week's time when we're having our next market, well, we're going to try and keep doing this to keep, you know, it's a bit like Lord Haw Haw in the war. Doing rain calling, doing rain calling, <laughs> um, to keep you happy. But we've, we've got some recordings up our sleeve, and we're going to be sending stuff out there as best we can in a minefield of a market where it's going to go up or down, and bluntly, the influences on it, we don't know. It's currency, it's how many of us die, and how the UK government is perceived to be managing the process versus other countries. So hopefully it is a 2% death rate and not like the Italians are finding a bit more than that. So with that, stay safe. Look forward to you all living and listening to the next episode. Yeah, we we don't want to lose our one listener, do we? (laughs) No. Thanks very much for listening this week. Thank you very much to David Hoyles. Your slow gin is superbly brilliant. We're drinking it before you've even come on. We've done the whole bottle already, (coughs) which has added to the quality of the thing. Congratulations, Ian, on your lovely baby. And guys, thanks for coming to work when lots of others are not quite so brave or stupid. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they're released. Dew and Grain are independent and local grain traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, we can supply you with the best strategies help you achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Call now on 01263 731 550 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk or follow us on Twitter. We are at dewinggrain. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by Tinshed Productions in conjunction with East Coast Design Studio. 